Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rhema words of God. Welcome to Stirring of the Waters. I'm your host, Elaine Haynes, and today on episode 10 is recognize God's purpose unfolding on your path. What sometimes seems a setback might actually be a setup for God to move in your life. I have found that interruptions, inconveniences, delays, hindrances, even loss may actually be the setup for God to move. He may be bringing a detour with subsequent steps leading to new assignments. Your happenstances may lead to divine advances. Last year, my husband and I had a situation where it seemed a big distraction from what we knew God had put on our plates. We had this huge pile of dirt that we had to get rid of. And there was no solution that we could think of. We tried everything. We even advertised it for free. There were no takers. So as we prayed, my husband heard the phrase, the asses are found, which is in 1 Samuel 9.20. And as for thine asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. Very unusual word that he would hear that phrase. The rainbow word for us in him hearing that was that God was saying, don't worry, I'm taking care of the problem. So over the course of the next weeks, we were invited to a ministry event, and in a normal conversation with another man, my husband mentioned the problem. The other man said, you can bring it to our land. We have six acres and lots of places to dump it. In fact, I'll come over with my truck and pick it up. This is a beautiful story of how God answers prayer, often through our being faithful to do what is set before us. But there was much, much more to this story. So this very odd word, the asses are found, caused us to go back and reread the story, the context of that, and found in 1 Samuel chapters 9 and 10. And as we saw that the rhema word for us, don't worry, I'm taking care of your problem, was just a small part in what was taking place in our lives, because there are principles found in this section of scripture that I'll be sharing with you, because they reveal a process of God moving through seemingly happenstance situations to further a bigger purpose. Subsequent to this situation in our lives, a series of events and signs led to realizing it was God's timing for us to begin a ministry that he had put on our hearts many years ago, and we'd been praying for his leading for years. And this was confirmed by this verse in 1 Samuel 10, 7, And let it be, when these signs are come upon you, that thou do as occasion serve you, for God is with you. And that's what happened. We started, there was a series of events and signs leading to that place where we realized it. So this is the word of the Lord for you. Do as occasion serves you, for God is with you. He is moving, he is working, he is bringing you into purpose, on purpose. So we were stirred to move forward from seeing this process, and I believe the Lord wants that for you also. He is not a respecter of persons. And when someone receives a rhema word, there's an anointing on that word for others to receive it as they hear it. So here's the story, the backstory to this. Saul's father, Kish, a Benjamite, told Saul that the asses were lost and to take a servant with him and go find them. So after they traveled many days through multiple cities, Saul told his servant, well, now we need to go back because my father's going to stop caring about the asses and be worried about us. The servant just happened to know that there was a prophet in the city. He suggested that they ask him where the asses were. 
Cecil responded, we don't have a present to bring him. This was protocol in those days. To which the servant replied, I have here a quarter shekel of silver. He just happened to have the provision. As they entered the city, there were young women going to draw water. So they asked them if they knew where this prophet was. And they happened to know that he was in the city to bless the sacrifice, told them that they would see him when they entered the city. And as they came into the city, Samuel came out. Now, of course, they didn't know what Samuel looked like. And just give you a little uh, preface here, according to scripture, the day before the Lord had told Samuel, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man out of the land of Benjamin that you shall anoint ruler over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines because their cry has come unto me. So then when Saul came near Samuel, the Lord told Samuel, this is the man whom I said you would anoint to reign over my people. So here comes Saul up to Samuel and he asked him, if he knew where the prophet's house was. And Samuel answered, I am he. Go up with me and eat with me today, and tomorrow I will tell you all that is in your heart. And as for thy asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. Then he continued, And the desire of Israel is on you and on all your father's house. Saul replied, Am I not a Benjamite, the smallest of the tribes of Israel? It is not my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? How can you speak such things to me? God's calling is not contingent on your lineage or on the world's way of recognizing and promoting. He equips those he calls. So Samuel took Saul and his servant and made them sit at the head of the table at this banquet. And he told the cook to bring the meat that had been set aside for Saul, the shoulder. And I'm going to be explaining about that prophetic sign in a minute. And Samuel said to Saul, see what is set before you and eat. It has been set aside for you. And the next day, Samuel called Saul to come with him and receive the word of God. Then Samuel, when he went with him, took a vial of oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed you to be chief ruler over his inheritance? Then he proceeded to tell him in great detail signs that would follow. When you leave today, you will find two men by Rachel's grave at Zelzah. They will tell you the asses which you went to seek are found, and your father has stopped caring for the asses and sorrows for you. Just what Saul knew had happened. Then they said, Then you shall go to the plain of Tabor, and there you shall meet three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine. They will salute you and give you two loaves of bread. After that, you will come to the hill of God, the garrison of the Philistines. You will meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery, a tabret, a pipe, and a harp. And they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And you shall prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs are come upon you, that thou do as occasion serve you, for God is with you. This was a setup. This whole thing was a setup for Saul to come into his appointed time. And Saul was obedient, not knowing any of these things. Saul was obedient all along the way to do as occasion serve. First, Saul had been asked by his father to go look for the asses that were lost. He was an obedient son who honored the wishes of his father. That's a key point there. Honoring our father and being obedient to what he calls us to do. Your purpose unfolds along your way. So, so Saul and his servant traveled far over the course of a few days and could not find them. He was ready to give up and return. As he noted, his father would begin worrying about them more than the asses. His heart was for his father's concern. 
he wanted to go back, but God had other plans. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Proverbs 16:9. There is provision for the mission. Saul's servant somehow knew that there was a prophet in the city and suggested they go to him to get wisdom to find the asses. Saul was concerned at not having a gift for the prophet, which was a usual protocol in those days. Again, honoring. Saul was one who honored authority. He honored his father. He honored prophets. So the servant just happened to have at hand a quarter shekel of silver. Everything you need will be at hand. There's provision for the mission. God will bring people alongside you that will carry what you need. He has his ways to confirm direction and timing. When you move forward in obedience, the occasion is created to serve you. Provision unfolds on the path of God's purpose. There's multiple examples of this in scripture. The coin in the fish's mouth to pay the taxes, the feeding of the 5,000, the widow's oil, the water to wine, the miracle catch of fish, Elijah's being fed by ravens and then by an angel. Multiple examples in my life I could spend hours telling you about how God provides and orchestrates. Another high point here is see the prophetic signposts. Now, oftentimes we don't see them until we have until hindsight. But when you have that hindsight, then you can begin to look into the future as you see, as you look back and see. So in this case, there were prophetic signs. Silver, there was a piece of silver that the servant had, represents redemption. This is significant because being obedient to the situation at hand, letting it serve you and being obedient to go forward in it, redeems the time. This was a setup for Saul to move into divine destiny. He was led to meeting with the prophet Samuel and being presented to leaders at a banquet as the next king, to receiving instructions, to being appointed and anointed. He received the shoulder portion of the meat, which represents government. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6. Now, of course, that's talking about Jesus. But the, the point is that shoulder represents government. Prophetic signposts seen through hindsight will bring wisdom for your future and vision to recognize new prophetic markers as you begin to perceive God's signs revealing your purpose as it unfolds along the way. And I'm going to give you a little bit of my personal example of that. When I was a teenager, I you know, started to question what was life all about? What is the point of life? It seemed futile to me. It, I didn't understand, you know, religious people just seemed, seemed to me they were just had, they just had a crutch. I didn't see the point of any of it. And I just couldn't understand it. And I would ask, ask my parents, they didn't have an answer, even though my dad was a pastor. Um, nobody could give me an answer. What's the point of life? What is the purpose? So I just went about life. You know, I did a lot of stuff, you know, did the usual things, had kids, worked, uh, once I got born again, you know, I started getting involved in ministry and serving and things like that. But I still didn't have the answer. So what happened was, um, over the course of time, uh, one of the things that happened as I began to move in my gifts is God gave me a prophetic dream of the to write the Moses book. Moses shocked in the desert, learning God's ways so we can enter the promised land. And I wrote it. I was faithful to write it. And it's interesting um, a large part of the book is about purpose. And I did not get it at the time when I wrote it. And it wasn't until I was writing my last book, Too Many Voices, My Journey from Confusion to Clarity, that's my story. 
as I was writing that book, and when I got to the part about my being perplexed about purpose, it's like the lights went on and God just like downloaded to me and started showing me that he had given me that Moses book in part because it was the answer to my heart's cry. What's the purpose? And how to walk in it and all of that. And I hadn't seen it when I wrote the book. I had even taught from the book and still hadn't seen it. That, that that was answering my heart cry. And from that point, I was able to look back as I was writing my story, The Too Many Voices. I could see prophetic signposts all along the way. Not just about my heart cry being answered about what's the purpose, but other prophetic sign markers about my destiny, my personal destiny. So be encouraged. God is preparing you in your everyday life and bringing about all that is needed to fulfill your destiny. Sometimes our sending comes through what seems mishaps or problems to be dealt with. God caused the asses to be lost, to have Saul sent. And I heard the Lord say, what seems inconvenient is convening my movement. I'm interrupting your days to show you my ways. Your happenstances lead to divine advances. Move forward and do as the occasion serves you, for I am with you. Proverbs 16.33 in the Amplified tells us, The lot is cast into the lap, but the decision is holy of the Lord. Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by him. God sees your heart. When you are faithful and obedient to what he sets before you, he will take care of the rest. So this phrase, let it be, when these signs are come upon you, that thou do as occasion serve you, for God is with you, 1 Samuel 10, 7. In the Hebrew language, the phrase, and let it be when these signs means a signal and to consent. And the word serve, as occasion serve you, serve actually means open hand, power means direction, and consecrate. So as I studied that and meditated on it, what I heard by the Spirit was this paraphrase. When you perceive my signs and agree to consent, the occasions into which you are sent are intended to be for your ascent. My open hand brings direction, means, and power for all you need in every hour. Consecration and my anointing will provide all that is necessary for my appointing. So there's a reframing that we can do to reframe delay and disappointment. So perhaps you've experienced loss or having to deal with issues that seemed to conflict with what you know God has put on your heart. We all have. Maybe you're in that now. Perhaps you're feeling the sharp disappointment of what seems delayed or even denied. Lift up your eyes and see God is working in your midst. He is outside of time. He created time for his purposes to be worked out in our lives. He is always doing something. God is with you. He believes in you. He has created you for purpose. Ephesians 1 and 4 tells us that God has chosen us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And in Ephesians 1.11, he's predestinated us according to the purpose of him who has worked all things after the counsel of his own will. Philippians 2.13, he works in you both to will and to do of his pleasure. Ephesians 2 and 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I hope you're seeing this pattern. And then 2 Timothy 1 and 9, God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now, I know if you've listened to some of my previous podcasts, I've repeated some of these, and I probably will continue until the day I die, because these this set of scriptures is so vital 
to, I believe, to our understanding, it certainly was to mine, of the larger picture of what God is doing in your life and how he works all things together. So God designs and orchestrates for the unfolding of his purposes. And the Spirit is interceding for us according to the will of God for our lives. Now think about this. And when I read this section, Romans 8, 26 to 28, the Spirit also helps our infirmities or our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So if you, if you to break that down and look at it, okay, we don't know how to pray. Okay, we have these perplexing situations. You know, we want to, we want to um, have our purpose, our destiny realized. We want our purpose fulfilled. We don't even know what it is sometimes, right? So we're, we have these prayers, we don't even know what to pray. You know, we're crying out with things going on in our lives we don't understand. And then the Spirit, God that searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the mind of the Spirit is interceding for you according to the will of God. So the mind of the Spirit, this Holy Spirit, is taking all those things that are in your heart, all those things that are perplexing you, all those things that are causing you pain and, and, and not understanding and trying to figure it out. He takes all of that and he makes intercession according to the will of God for your life. And then he begins, then it begins to work all things together to that end, to that end. So you can be completely trusting in the goodness of God, in his faithfulness, to his purpose, to his plan for your life, which is good. And what I heard by the Spirit was be faithful and waiting, trusting my timing. Watch and see, all is aligning and shall come forth by my designing. Things are not always as they appear. Look for the signs, for I am near. Do as occasion serves, the way will become clear. Trust me in all that I bring you to, for the occasion has been prepared to serve you. So, Father God, I pray for every listener that hears this, now or in the future, that their eyes be opened to see the prophetic signposts, to recognize the unfolding of your purpose, to bring divine reframing of how the events in their life are perceived, so that they bring them into alignment with the reality of your goodness and your perfect plan for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaines.com, that's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com, for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at cpnshows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.